1: What's
0: up, you guys? Sean Rossap. Fightful.com it is April 24th, 2020. And let me tell you, we got a ton of news over at Fightful.com. There was some alleged stuff that went down, and we kind of figured out some more alleged stuff that went down. Get that story over at Fightful.com because I, I don't know if I want to get yelled at about it all day in the comments section, but. We got SmackDown to talk about. I've got a Deanna Perazzo interview dropping this weekend, and it's real good, guys. I'm talking real good, like 35 minutes. We talked about stuff, and uh, we're gonna talk again soon for a few more segments. But we got Warren Hayes with us. Warren, how you doing? Uh,
2: pretty good. I mean, I'm. You talk 30 minutes with Deanna Porrazo. Okay, fine. And like it's real good. We talked for 60 minutes about Warrior and Hogan, and you're like, "Uh, business as usual. Yeah, come on.
0: And then about five or seven about the Renegade, Warren. Yeah, exactly. Our Hogan Warrior Retro Review is up on FightfulSelect.com. And there's a ton of stuff up at FightfulSelect.com. My Q&A, the Backstage Report, Alex's Sour Graps, there's a lot of that. Hey, if, if you... Tune in this weekend, you'll see Fightful's Funniest Moments on our YouTube channel and our podcast platforms, which is about an hour and a half of me saying things that I think are funny and likely are not very funny. So there you go, we've got a draft show even with Joe Hulbert and, and Jeremy Lambert just going out there goofing around, but hey, if you all want to goof around with us, donate a Super Chat, you'll get your question or statement read on the air And we already have a couple of those. Maurice says, Sean, who do you have winning between Ferguson, Gaethje, Rosenstruck, and Nganu? Do you think Brian Cage and Revival debut at Double or Nothing? I don't think Brian Cage will debut at Double or Nothing. I'd be surprised if he's ready. Uh, Revival? It would not shock me in the least. Uh, I have Tony Ferguson and Nganu winning those fights. UFC's running a pape in a couple weekends, so I'll be here for that. And it's a real good card, actually, but... Whoo boy, leave that thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. We have a Smackdown to talk about, Warren. Mm-hmm. This opening segment was like kind of like a state of the union for the tag team division, kind of, because mm-hmm. heavy machinery conspicuous by their absence, uh, Rude and Ziggler as well, but Big E trying to get and away with yeah, Usos. Big E trying to get away with more shit on the mic every week is a cliffhanger <laughs> that keeps me locked into SmackDown. Like, there's a good chance. By now, I might have said, Nah, Warren, find somebody else to cover SmackDown on Fridays. But Big E saying things keeps me interested. And,
2: and Kofi Kingston, clearly his conscience, making sure that he doesn't go over the line. Kofi's like, you know what? And you know Kofi... He's doing it out of the goodness of his heart, where he's just like, "Man, I just, I just want you to continue having a job. I want us to continue having some, some good times together, riffing on each other." skofi would be fine, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh no, I, I mean, it's always entertaining. It's
1: always
2: he always pushes it. What did he say? It, our our girls are back, wrapped around, around our waist. Our, yeah. our waist. Yep, yep.
0: And he is the wholesome one. We know he's the wholesome one. But they're interrupted by Lucha House Party, who, in fact, had lost their last match. So why the hell are they out here? Because it's
2: Lucha Lit. It's Lucha Lit, Sean. Did you pick that one up? They're going to try and, you know, they're going to try and make that one happen now. Lucha Lit's going to work just as well as all the rules for 316 Day. My God. Well, let me tell you,
0: I had no idea Lince Dorado spoke English.
2: I did, though. He, uh, on 205 Live, towards the tail end of his uh, of his tenure there, he got into a feud with Arya Davari And, Sean, I right. was stunned at how good a promo he that. was. He was so, so good and natural and freeform and had timing and everything. I'm like, my God, why isn't this guy talking more? They love their talkers in WWE. You've got a natural one there. He was amazing. I wasn't surprised that he was very and- good tonight.
0: The thing is, it's not like like I knew cuz I mean my god, the guys from Puerto Rico and I know he worked in the Jersey area for a long time. I had just forgotten cuz it had been so long since I had seen, heard him do anything mm-hmm. like that. It'd been like 3 years outside of the the promos that you were mentioning. Just kind of forgot, man, and I thought he was he was solid. Uh metal leak <laughs> speaks Spanish and nobody really knows what he said. Because uh, Miz and Morrison had come out there, and Miz is like, "You wrestled in Mexico. What did he say?" And he said that uh, the metal League complimented Miz. Biggie's like, "No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't." <laughs> Forgotten sons are out. Cutler has shaved his head, Warren.
2: They, well, you, you have to take. You have to help uh, so that we can tell them apart. Uh, take uh, so that we can identify who's Wesley Blake and who's. Brandon Cutler, good you yeah. well, Steve
0: Cutler even too because Steve- you're not going to be able to di- differentiate Brandon and Steve Cutler. They're brothers. They're bald brothers. They're going to reform the the 1999 Baldy Stable from the yeah. ECW, the Spanish go. Angel and Big Vito. Well, <laughs> uh, Gunner Jackson Riker hits the U C on us, and I was like, ah. Uh, their promos were not good outside of Cutlers, but. The Forgotten Sons attack and lay out New Day. But the highlight of this, really, was backstage. Ms and Morrison are talking to Renee Young, a welcome face on this show. I've missed her.
2: We've missed her so much. It's a nothing like having Renee Young around to classy up the place. It was fantastic.
0: So Ms and Morrison won a match with Lucha House Party. This was okay, but I hate those interrupt, 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 interrupt. I deserve a shot. I deserve a shot promos. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Hate them. Especially when the Forgotten Sons have had, what, one match? Mm-hmm. And Lucha House Party lost their last match. Miz and Morrison, okay. Maybe they have a claim because of the singles thing, but ah, It's a bunch of people who either haven't been wrestling or have been losing, wanting a title shot. Uh,
2: I guess the only explanation you could give for for the Lucha House Party, I mean, because in WWE, Sean, the one thing that is most important that trumps win-loss records is momentum. (laughs) And coming off of their big rival, the Forgotten Sons need to keep up that momentum so they lead right into a challenge for the tag team titles which will hopefully lead them to championships or if not just more momentum
0: chris verano thank you for the super chat reminder guys donate a super chat if you're watching live at youtube.com slash fightful we'll read your question or statement on the air he says have you noticed WWE is doing a better job at promoting next week's shows is that something they got from aew love you fightful great interview with mike bennett I was telling uh, Warren off the air, I think the Mike Bennett and Deanna Purrazzo interviews are two of the best I've ever done. But I, I don't think that they got this from AEW because, I mean, they were doing it decades ago. But I don't think that it hurt having the competition promoting stuff ahead of time. Also, they're forced to know what's happening ahead of time a lot more now. I mean, quite frankly... Money in the Bank matches are in the can. They know who's <laughs> who's going there, so why not promote some of those matches ahead of time? But Warren, when I knew that tag title match, Triple H's 25th anniversary, qualifying matches were happening, I'm like, all right, some stuff.
2: It, it, it just gives you a reason to look forward to it, and a lot of the times, the, a lot of the times the matches that they're setting up have stakes. They did it again for next week. Uh, it makes sense, and it's... Like you said, in the context, it's something that they have to, 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 to know because uh, the, the main pay per view has already been taped. But outside of that, they don't have the luxury of flying everyone in and then being like, Oh, well, we're going to use you, you, you and you tonight, but not you and not you and not you, but you, you've still been flown. They have to absolutely use the people that are there because they don't have much of a choice. They don't have a hundred percent of the roster. So that probably helps out as well. And to a certain extent, this is always what should have happened. WWE did it before. Why weren't they doing it moving forward? Well, because they were uh, booking by the seat of their pants week after week. Uh, a, a little a little planning, a little preemptive striking goes a long way.
0: Anakin JMT says, call up Denise to tell us what metalique said. She's not the only Spanish-language speaker we have. Melissa, Carlos, our mod, uh Isa, like we, we've got a lot of Spanish language speakers. That we we got a couple French language speakers too. A couple. A couple. A couple. I, I you have to remember, Warren, this is a Canadian based company. Okay. So we we have a couple. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lake Brain Cloud Lock says, "I'm just so freaking sick of Baron Corbin," and I gotta say, Warren. If Baron Corbin emerges from this goddamn money in the bank match with that briefcase, I'm going to be livid. I cannot but handle it.
2: Well, why though? It's, well, in fact, that's the reaction you should be getting because he's such a good heel. You don't want him to win, Sean. That's the thing, right? You, I, you don't want him. No, I'm of course I'm pulling your leg because we're both on the same on the same uh, on the same footing here, the, folks. There is a difference between. Heel heat and go away heat. And when you're a proper heel, and we've talked about this before, but sometimes you have to rerun, you have to rerun the reruns sometimes. A proper heel will have the audience sit in the audience, right? Sit in their seats and wait for him to get beat. That's what they want to see. Baron Corbin does not uh, evoke a feeling of wanting to stay seated to watch him get beat. It's more of a, well, let's go somewhere else. Let's, let's go pull have a out our phones. In the
0: restroom.
2: Or let's pull out our phones and start taking Snapchat pictures and send them to our friends since we're here at the show. That's the main difference. The audience and the uh, general reaction to him is booing because we don't want to see him. We don't want to see him. Otherwise, if it was the opposite, he would be a draw. He'd be at the top of the card all the time. He's not. That good a heel. He's a good in-ring worker, but not that good a heel.
0: Yeah, Gulak took it to Corbin before the commercial. King Corbin ended up beating Gulak in this qualifier, by the way, this Money in the Bank qualifier. Corbin caught him with a big clothesline. I love the ripcord slam, Mm -hmm. especially because it looked like Drew Gulak just dead weighted him, and he was like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Cesaro (laughs) and Nakamura show up and attack Daniel Bryan, and Corbin wins it with the end, end of days. It's just from... A verbal execution standpoint corbin talks me out of being interested and it doesn't help that his booking is so inconsistent like he can't, if he went on like a three four month run of just beating people it it would go a long way because i would buy it well we had a taste
2: of it with the king of the ring tournament yeah. sean when he was beating guys and he was beating them clean and he didn't have – he wasn't saddled with a stupid gimmick. He was going in and he was having good to great matches. Uh, I will completely remember how excited we were to have that uh, Chad Gable feud extend a little bit because they worked really well together. And then the gimmick sort of settled in. And like you said, his booking has been so inconsistent. We Do we take him seriously? Do we not? Because he gets crapped on by Becky Lynch and The Rock. Uh, Covered in uh, dog food. Covered in dog food. And then, oh,
0: he throws a guy over the balcony, almost kills him. And and that was a comical thing, even. Like, you couldn't watch that and see the way that they cut it and even take it seriously. That's true. Now, honestly, (laughs) what I took seriously, that ass-whipping he put on Elias backstage, that was a good ass whipping. And then he, like, threw some lines in at the end, and I'm like, ah. But in the interim of all this, like, he's there looking at Jeff Hardy, and he... Jeff Hardy's like, yeah, well, I have a match tonight. And Corbin goes, against who? <laughs> like, you didn't know. that? I feel bad. Like, they scripted him to say that. And then they scripted him to lose in two or three minutes. It's so frustrating. Uh, Anakin JMT says, no one cares to see Corbin get beat up. That just makes him a bad heel. And, I mean, I know it's not the rule or anything, but you would probably see Rick Rude getting, like, five, six wins over complete dorps on TV where he's mm-hmm. crushing them
1: when mm-hmm.
0: he in between his losses. Like he looked good and that, and I feel bad that Baron Corbin can't get put in that position. Uh oh, there there's just gotta be an overhaul here. And you know what? If if this guy was around in 04, 05, I'd be like, thank God for Baron Corbin over the Rene Dupree's, Kenzo Suzuki's sure. of the world. But it's it. there's a different standard now. There's a very different standard now. Big thank you to Anakin JMT for a monster super chat. He says, big shout out for the awesome Diana Perazzo interview. This is worth the Fightful Select sub this week, plus the Q&As, exclusive news and interviews, podcast. Thank you, Fightful, for con- continuing to be awesome. Hey, thank you for sending a super chat to plug our premium service. <laughs> that is awesome of you, and I appreciate that. We're going to keep adding to Fightful Select. Uh, eventually, that will be just integrated into Fightful.com, and it will give us the ability to do a whole lot more stuff than we can do now, and I can't wait. Me and Jimmy have some really, really good ideas for that that you all are going to like, but thank you all. Uh, I had talked to Deanna about doing an interview when she was still with WWE, but then that happened, and I said, all right, I'll give it some time to breathe, and... I actually wasn't going to interview her for a while because I saw she was doing the independent wrestling TV series, and I didn't want to step on their toes. But then I saw everybody else doing interviews with her, and I was like, well, we're doing this. we got to get this interview out, and we talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about All In because she had to withdraw from All In, if you guys remember why that happened, uh, how she was negotiating her WWE contract maybe when she shouldn't have been when she was still in Ring of Honor. Uh, we talk about the Ring of Honor women's division and the plans they had for her there. Why she and Chelsea Green didn't end up being in a team. Uh, her highlights from WWE, things that she liked there. There's just there's so much uh, in that interview. And if you guys haven't checked out the Mike Bennett interview, that one's worth it too. I got like four or five really good articles out of that as well. If
2: only to hear a wrestler explain to you what being buried is actually what what it actually is that's all in it just in and about itself it's fascinating but it's overall it's a great interview i'm
0: really liking these long-form interviews and i didn't do a ton of video interviews via skype for for the last couple years because i've been doing a lot of in-person stuff but hey i mean sometimes there's a silver lining in situations like the one that we're in and i'm gonna keep doing a lot of those and you all seem to like them so uh, the more you share them, the more you retweet and all that stuff, the more these people are, are willing to talk to me. So uh, thank you guys for for the positive reinforcement. Uh, Sheamus beat up Australian Roman Reigns, also known as Daniel who who is a rugby player. He was a, a signing for WWE a few years ago. But the brogue kick in the finish. But there there wasn't a lot to this, Warren.
2: The, the, yeah, he defeated the, the Samoan Ghost, right? That's how he was referred yes. to, I think. Uh, well, yeah, quick squish squash here. I think this clearly establishes the fact that Sheamus is a uh, better wrestler than Kenny Omega. Uh, but uh, that being said, that's a joke, by the way. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, what more can you say about this? This is Sheamus's M.O. basically since he's come back. Aside from that little aside that he had with uh, Apollo Cruz and Chad Gable. Not much, not much to it. They're they're building towards something else. This is just like uh, it, it's padding padding the upcoming feud.
0: They go to another Jeff Hardy video, and again, another good video, but was this put out before his last series of arrests? Was this yes. taken? Yes. So this, when, it... when you got him, they're showing his mug shots and stuff, and he's like, I never wanted her to see me like that again. I'm like, she did, though. Did Mm -hmm. wow, that's rough. Well, it's also rough because Seamus, I I guess he just chilled out there for ten minutes. I went back and looked at the time (laughs) because they went through, they went through Miz and Morrison's, or they went through the video, Miz and Morrison's entrance, a commercial, and then a buffer when they came back, and Seamus was still out there. He waited around for ten minutes just to stare down Michael Cole on camera. How does that make any sense, Warren? Well,
2: <laughs> Seamus, at this point, he was like, "I know this son of a bitch is going to talk about Jeff Hardy again, so I'm just going to stand there silently and wait. I'm going to wait till he opens his mouth. Oh my God! Or at least I'm going to wait till Corey Graves finally points at me <laughs> because I've been standing there for ten minutes and Corey Graves didn't bother to tell." Maybe Corey Graves is in on this. Maybe he has, maybe he has a little something to get out of this, out of Sheamus beating up Jeff Hardy and Michael Cole. I think there's something here. I think, I think Corey Graves is angling for the play by play spot, and he's gonna try and get, he's gonna try and get Sheamus to do the, his work for him. Yeah,
0: yeah. There you go. Anakin JMT asks, does Warren own any other hats? Uh yes. Why? I, I don't know. They they sent the super chat. I asked the question. Well, I,
2: I appreciate the super chat, but yes, I own other hats. Well, so I don't I'm, own. I don't own the greatest hat on earth, but I'm working on it.
0: Are you really gonna try to acquire that?
2: I'm. I'm you never if know that,
0: what could if happen. If that pops up on like WWE auction or something, are you gonna try to get it? Look, am I?
2: Um. Am I saying that I have notifications set up in Google Alerts? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm not denying it either. Let's move on, Sean.
0: Who who else in wrestling history have some great hats? Sami Zayn and his Fedora obviously have to be mm-hmm. up there.
2: Uh you had uh um uh, uh Austin Idol had some really good hats. He had those Jarrett's uh,
0: JJ hat, would you consider that? A
2: good? little overboard, a little overboard, really? I find. Yeah. Just a l just a little too much, not to it, it, it screams
0: out too much. It's a little too loud. Do you consider Jerry Lawler's crown a hat or is it? No, that's an accessory. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there have been some other, other good ones. I mean. Slick. Slick had some good hats. Slick had some good hats. What about uh, Harvey Whippleman? Uh, yeah, well, he had, like, those little—I think it
2: was a little before his time with the, uh, like, the Kangol-type hats, you know? If he had ever—if he had ever uh, turned it around, you know, with uh, the—put the front to back, uh, he would have been a precursor. Uh, Then we'd all be like, hey, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, stealing from our boy uh, Whippleman.
0: little disappointed no Macho Man Randy Savage brought up throughout all this.
2: Well, again, a little loud— worked for him it worked for him i don't know if i could pull off like neon zebra stripes that's all i'm saying well, there's bob, a lot of things i couldn't put off. i i can pull off a lot of hats the question is do i want to wear these hats it's always a question of choice it always boils down to what you like
0: i mean cowboy hats and really southern hats western and southern hats uh, a pretty big market for them cowboy bob orton uh, mm-hmm. brock lesnar when he he mocked Eddie Guerrero's heritage like they're the Undertaker even like they all they all wore hats as well
2: mm-hmm. absolutely there's a long legacy of of hat wearing in wrestling uh hey Stan the Man Hansen, one of the uh, best to ever do it wore that hat proud Bradshaw Bradshaw yeah. and you know any completely complete other uh other stratosphere, if you ask me. But what I mean, about it,
0: Ultimate Warriors baseball cap from that infamous promo where he had the Warrior University uh gimmick going? I, forgot, I gotta stretch the show out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm committed to giving you all a forty minute show at, at minimum. <laughs> I don't want to lose my, my broadcast deal, guys.
2: Jimmy
1: Vann yeah.
0: says you gotta, gotta get at least forty minutes. The
2: network's expecting, right? They're expecting this content.
0: Ramon Noodles says, "Loving that shirt, Sean. Get one. You know what? I'm rocking instead. I'm rocking the Fightful South Beach, the yeah, Black Edition.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How about that? How about that?
2: I, yeah, I'm 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 sporting the fact that I'm starving.
0: <laughs> the Line Drive says, honestly, New Day winning last week made me just think." Uh, they got it to transition to the Forgotten Sons and get them over. I think they'll need a little bit more to get the Forgotten Sons
2: over, Warren. Yeah, they, and here's what's interesting. This is what fascinated fascinated me tonight with that promo. Um, y- usually, when a wrestler pulls out his or her military service, they're usually baby faces, right? But yes. you have Jackson Riker, who's like. I'm a uh, contrary to everyone here. I was a real Marine or something like that. You know, you see, you I see. used to be a, I used to be a Marine, a real one. And I'm like, okay, so are they making them baby faces? No, they're not making them baby faces because they beat the tar out of the the new day after. So, so I thought that was that was interesting. So if you're not going to pull the the easy way out to or the easy way out or the simple way to get them over, which is to uh, uh, lean upon their military service. Um, what are you going to do? And it's not, it's not Wesley. Uh, it, it's not Wesley telling us that they've been gifted with a certain set of skills, mentally and physically. Some may call us savages. That's not how they're going to get over. Not with no. those kind of lines.
0: No. Anakin JMT says, "Is Hulk Hogan's bandana a hat? No. Hulk Hogan no, it's can a, piss off." And it's a, yeah 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 most importantly, I was gonna defend no absolutely not throwback twenty seven says with srs happy about the NFL draft, shouldn't he be wearing a Bengals hat also thank you fightful uh uh put the fifty dollars to use for patreon i I am not a big hat guy. I have a couple here and there, I think I have a couple fightful hats around here, but really? yeah yeah they they're at the office I don't even think we sell them I'm not sure but i I don't have a lot of hats. I wore a hat in high school, and then someone stole it, and I never wore a hat again.
2: What was the hat you got stolen?
0: It was a Cincinnati Reds hat.
2: And someone stole a Cincinnati Reds hat?
0: Yeah, we're in Cincinnati Reds country out here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Outside of maybe (laughs) once at a party, I think I wore a hat. I don't know. I thought, you know what? This party's a good opportunity for a hat. (laughs) So I wore it. I threw the party, and I don't know. I felt like because I threw the party, I needed a hat.
2: You I, needed I, to be easily identified as the man who threw the party.
0: Yeah, and and I figured a sure. hat that matched my polo shirt would also be that. It was an incredibly two thousand six thing to do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's brilliant because the, the, the image of you popped into my head and it all made sense.
0: Yeah, I looked it, like a total douchebag. I'll post a picture fair. sometime, guys. <laughs> Instagram.com slash Tier two,
2: tier two for tier right. two subscribers. Fair,
0: fair. But but I will put it on Instagram. By the way, follow me on TikTok at Sean Ross Slaps Your mom. That is a real handle. Bedwetter sets. <laughs> <says, laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep Yep. bedwetter says to be honest why does wwe have so many camera cuts it gives me a headache oh yeah i watched your wwe production video from last year funny content well i don't have the answer for that whenever i ask people they say it they say it enhances impact and when they tell me that they put it in quotes like that too (laughs) so that's why they say that they do it uh Aaron Jay's fan says, "Will you buy a Burrow jersey? Probably not. I've got like a generic Bengals jersey thing. I am also. I feel like if you're a hat guy, you might also be a jersey guy. Like the the two kind of go hand in hand if that's your wardrobe. But I'm. I wear more like shirts, sweatshirts, stuff like that. Uh, I might buy like some sort of comical Joe Burrow sweatshirt, but uh, not definitely not uh, a jersey." I, I don't have that much. I don't have that much skin in the game. As big of a Bengals fan as I am, that, that, that's just not me, Warren. How about you? Are you going to buy a Joe Burrow jersey?
2: Uh, sh- yes, because Burrow is the Spanish word for donkey, Wait. and I will. I and I will support anyone whose last name is donkey in so, Spanish.
0: Our dude Throwback had like joked about getting you a Gronkowski jersey. He might be like looking to unload all his Gronkowski jerseys now, because Throwback is a Patriots fan, yeah, a devout Patriots fan, and old Gronkowski, as you call him. I, I wish I had a compilation of just you and Anna butchering his name. <laughs> but he's playing for the Bucks now. I've told, I've been, I've been told. I
2: understand that twenty four seven champion. Well, we can talk about it, right? Because he's on I'm SmackDown. Kill- I'm here he-
0: to kill time.
2: Because he's on SmackDown, right? Yeah. He's, he, technically, I think he was drafted to SmackDown. He's on the Fox show. Um, it's an interesting setup, isn't it? Because at, at first... I think we were all kind of like, ah, oh, this is just gonna fall away to the side and we, you know, they're say
1: goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durban Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my
0: Call click dot or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: They're going to vacate the title. I was like vacating the twenty four seven title. What a what a crock of shit that's going to be. But no, like the, it's actually made headlines. Like uh, Gronkowski back in the NFL while being WWE uh, a WWE champion. I'm like, what? What? So could they ask for better cross promotion?
0: Honestly, but even the bucks were tweeting about it that when the, the team social media is like, Hey, listen, we know this guy's deal. We know he's with WWE. We're going to do it. Also, I would imagine that the city of Tampa Bay is probably like, "We kind of want them back because they were supposed to be here and mm-hmm. they weren't for WrestleMania. So, Yeah. Like, I think it brain cloud lock says how big of a donation would warren need to do a show hatless well i would recommend that be sent to his specific paypal or patreon because that's that's a personal goal that shouldn't go to fightful's bottom line
2: that being said look sean we're gonna uh, a little peek behind the curtain here the the smackdown review that we did after sean got his hair cut That is an episode where I took off my hat because I have established firmly that I'm the best hair on Fightful. And when we were done with the show, Sean sort of he gave me the cold shoulder. He was sort of like, "All right, mm -hmm. well, good show, Warren. Thank you." And I'm like, "Hey, is everything all right?" "No, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine." So, like, I've been holding back from unleashing the locks because I feel like Sean is a little insecure right now. I'm I'm just, I'm being a good friend at this point.
0: I'm the only man in North America who got a haircut this week.
2: I know. I know. And what, and you're bragging about it. You're bragging about it, Sean. I live on the
0: edge, man. I do. I live on the edge. I'll inject a a little bit of bleach and I'll be fine. (laughs) That's, that's how I, it's how I roll, man. Let me make sure that we're caught up on super chats here. <laughs> we're definitely not. Throwback27 <laughs> says, if Warren wants a Gronk hoodie, I'm down for it. But don't get me started on a rant with Gronk, lame 24-7 champion. <laughs> God damn it. Give someone else a shot. Would you Throwback, my dude. Would you be saying that if Gronk ripped open his shirt and had a Patriots jersey and said, I'm back? Would you? Tim Traver, Mm -hmm. he says, I rock my Atlanta Braves hat all day, every day. Dante V says, Denise's white hard hat is the best of all fightful hats. Sorry, Warren. You know, it's funny because when they, when WWE, I think, almost sarcastically put hats on the media there, to which I thought was lame because the talent was not wearing hard hats. Mm -hmm. I get it. It was. A themed thing. They were under construction. Media are there to do a job. Denise is the one who could pull that off. <laughs> if Denise showed up there in a hard hat, I'd be like, "Very clever, Denise. That was good because you're the only one who can pull it off." But yeah, that's why it works for her because she's got that type of bubbly, quirky personality that can can really hammer that home. Um. Man. I'm
2: just, I'm just saying, you know, if, if ever there's an event that WWE does requires media to wear
0: tricorn hats, send me. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Oh, will I? You will look like every confused construction worker from a 1990s movie. Like they're eating their donuts and drinking their coffee on the side of a road or something. They've got flannel on and somebody comes whizzing by in a car. Hey, what was that? What was that? That, that'd be you. Cause your hair would, flow all the way out the back. That's right. It all out the back.
2: That's right. I'd be like a uh I'd be like a uh, a, a, a a flannel Johnny Depp.
0: Ooh. Moving on. Lacey Evans defeated Sasha Banks in a Money in the Bank qualifier. Like- I rather enjoyed this match. <laughs> Bailey looks like she has a nice main event tan going and I appreciate that. <laughs> Sasha Banks works over Lacey's arm, and I thought did a really good job. I don't see that knee offense in the corner land much for Sasha these days. Mm. But Lacey fired up with a good comeback, but her arm gives out, and she eats a meteora. Throughout this match, like I understand, Bailey couldn't be on commentary, but I miss her on commentary, Warren, because she's yeah. really good.
2: That's a good. That's an excellent, excellent point because she did bring a lot to commentary over the past couple of uh, over the past couple of. Times that she's been on there, she's been very, very natural. Grew very easily into this heel character. Uh, No, I wouldn't say easily. It took a bit of time, but once she got her groove, yeah, that's more like it. Once she got her groove, my god, it's become natural for her now. Uh, You can really feel it. Hey, she she's even calling out Britt Baker on social media. So I mean, it it all works out. It's all it's all really good. Could have added a little more. I kind of miss a little more of the uh, the talent doing commentary now that they're back to a two-man team, come to think of it. Uh, because they d- it did help pad the fact that there's no one in the audience. It was, yeah, absolutely, I agree.
0: Banks eats, or she beats on the hand even more, and then Lacey gets out of the bank statement, and then at that point, it was transparent to me, Sasha was not winning this match. I know. Lacey clobbers Sasha with the women's right, but Bailey puts Sasha's feet on the ropes. But the distraction that Bailey gives lasts too long. Sasha has Lacey pinned, but by the time that everything's done, Lacey kicks out, hits a women's right, and that's a wrap. Sasha not happy, but Tamina attacks Bailey at the top of the ramp, and Sasha was checking on Bailey. So uh, as of right now, everything's okay, but a little bit of dissension there. Lacey being in this Money in the Bank match, uh, not the marquee name that I think it needs, but I think all the intrigue in these matches are what in the hell is going to happen in these matches. How are they going to look? And Sasha is, nothing sets up a title program like a huge losing streak, but I think this one could be pulled off the right way. Do I have the confidence in WWE to do it? I don't.
2: No, well, I mean, they've shown us in the past that they can mess up the surest thing, mm-hmm. you know, Bailey being ba- Bailey's career in and about itself leaving NXT was a sure thing. And they managed to to bungle that one up. There's a whole slew of examples. But um, OK, they're they're still stretching out. Bailey and Sasha and I'm okay with it as long as they as long as they pull the trigger on it because they should have pulled the trigger on this 18 months ago and if they keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting it's uh, they're gonna be in their 60s and no one's gonna want to see it at this point um, but it, it has to happen and it has to happen sooner than later um, I was surprised because I really thought the story, That they were going to tell was Sasha goes to Money in the Bank, wins the briefcase, hangs it over Bailey's head for a whole – because you could create some beautiful tension there for a long, long time as well. You don't have to cash in on the same night. don't even have to cash in in within a month. Um, But clearly that's not where they're going. Sasha and Bailey are going to have their their own program. I'm okay with that. I'm going to tell you. We've been talking a lot about mixing it up out of the horsewomen, creating new women. Well, the money in the bank ladder match for the women right now, we there they ain't no horsewomen in it. You've got you've got Shayna, you've got Asuka, Asuka who is really the true proven main
0: Shayna's is a horsewoman.
2: Well, okay, the for, the horse or horsewomen of WWE. My god, He's in he... WWE. You've been spending too much time on Twitter these days, dude. Uh, the uh, the uh, So Asuka is like the only main roster sure thing that we that, that we know of. Uh, then we got Shayna Dana's in there. Lacey's in there. And next week it's what Mandy or, Mandy or Carmella. So there's a whole opportunity to have some new fresh faces in this event and come out maybe looking a little stronger and I'm okay with that. And I'm going to tell you at this stage early on, I I think an underdog, Dana Brooke, could be a hell of a win there because then – can you imagine? She becomes an instant, instant sensation yeah. the minute the match ends. Everyone instantly gets behind her. There's Everyone becomes super excited for when she's going to cash in. It's a perfect opportunity to elevate her at that uh, to that stage because shana already has she already has the the chops oscar oscar uh, uh, they can switch on and off whenever they want it'd be a great opportunity to do it i'd be behind it
0: and dana is something completely new we've never mm-hmm. seen her at the top of nxt raw or smackdown lake brain cloud lock says not smackdown related but did anthems plan to buy roh fall through i have not heard of anything serious in regards to that I don't think Ring of Honors ever been truly up for sale at, at any point recently. Kiwi Rob says question for Sean and Warren, do you think Sasha versus Bailey Feud would be as good as their NXT ones? I think the story could be, mm-hmm. and if the story is, then I think the matches will be, because I think they've only gotten better since then, but it's a matter of the stage they're given. When they have a match, it should main event the pay-per-view that it's on that's how I, I feel I completely
2: agree uh, there is oodles of storytelling that is being told and that can be told within the match as well uh, and uh, what Sean said is true as good as their uh, their Iron Woman match was how uh, as good as everything everything they've done in NXT was they've only improved and they've become more confident in what they do and they are both legitimate friends. So they know they they put themselves over in the match. Hardcore. It has to be a main event of whatever they're whatever they're participating on. It has to be the main event.
0: Reminder: Leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. But we are on Podclap podcast platforms everywhere. If you ever wonder, hey, where are all your shows? I can't find this. Can't find that. Fightful.com. Fightfulpods.com has them all. I'm going to ban Andrew Stark for this super chat. He says, I thought there weren't supposed to be any fans in the arena, but Bailey had one. Oh. Andrew, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed.
2: Thank you for the super chat.
0: that, That I didn't think of that. Throwback27 says, yes, I would uh <laughs> be saying the same thing about Gronk I'd be livid because of him not doing the right thing and giving someone on NXT a, a spotlight I get it show the title and it shines but I'm still crying <laughs> he <laughs> angry I never see throwback this angry so that makes me a uh, very happy I'm not I I'm not happy at his anger it's just we we've conjured that emotion out of him and Rob Gronkowski yeah. and understandably so I felt that way about Carson Palmer, and I didn't have to see him on my other hobby whenever he left Cincinnati. Hannah Moore, noted hat expert, says, Sean, you have to be a special person to pull off a hat. Well, let me tell you, I bet I can pull off a hat. Who's to say that I couldn't? I've got such a beautiful head besides this crease in my forehead from all the blading I've done, obviously. I've got such a beautiful head. I can't cover this bad boy up. Outside of my widow's peaks here that I've had forever, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Women's tag team title match. Bliss Cross Applesauce successfully retained the titles, defeating Carmella and Dana Brooke. Dana jokes with Carmella about her qualifying match next week, and I'm very intrigued with them as a team or in a feud. This match was okay until the end. Uh, body press is outside. There's some nice strikes between Carmella and Alexa. I loved Nikki's blind tag when Carmella did the stratosphere. The finish was hideous. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no other way to put it. I don't know if they went for a modified snapshot, which is the flapjack. Uh, or a mo- it's like a flapjack that sets up a yeah. DDT. Eminem did it. I don't know if they went for a flapjack into a flatliner. But I'll tell you what, it was not. It was not a modified 3D. Um, I'm going to need Corey Graves to just not call the tag team moves anymore. Because he's messing them up. Like, the thing is, they're similar enough to where you're going to have some dumbasses pop up. Oh, but actually, they lift people in a 3D. Yeah, you know what? No. No. It's not the same. It's mm. nowhere near the same. It's not the same. What would you think of uh, this match?
2: Uh, I I didn't like it. I didn't think I didn't think there was anything really to this. Uh, I think the the talking point really is uh, the idea that two weeks ago they established Carmella and Dana Brooke as a tag team, uh, or three weeks ago, two weeks ago they start showing dissent because Dana Brooke has a, has a singles match. Then um, then they show a little, oh, okay, well, I'll support you because you supported me for Carmella's match next week. And then tonight, Carmella loses the match. So uh, the only outcome I see from here is a feud between uh, Dana Brooke and Carmella. And honestly, I was looking at this and I was like, perfect time for Carmella to go back to being a heel. It would be absolutely perfect timing. They need a, a strong... Another strong female heel outside of Sasha and Bailey, especially if they want to be able to have some uh, secondary female uh, women's division feuds. Well, they're going to need other heels outside of Sasha and Bailey who are clearly on a course to feud amongst themselves. So, and and we know Carmella is an effective heel; she can do anything, whatever she
0: does. She's better than everything.
2: So why not why not pull the trigger on it? That's what you, I'm. You seeing. know,
0: you're going to get a good effort out of Carmella, no matter what. When I sure. talked to her last year, she said, "No matter what she's given, she makes the best out of it," and that's the kind of attitude that's going to keep her around for good.
2: And she has the receipts.
0: Yeah, throwback twenty seven says Sasha will win it in Boston. I'm calling it. If they do it, if they do it, at this point, I just think they'll abandon it. WWE has never given me the confidence to believe they'll pull the trigger on Sasha and Bailey. Throwback also says, also SRS, TD Bank hasn't pulled anything off the site about SummerSlam. Do you think uh, the Garden will pull it in the next few months and be able to do it? Gronk, shaking my head. What? (laughs) He says, Gronk, shaking my head. I just like (laughs) to get that little bit of reaction out of him there. Uh, WWE has not pulled TD Garden yet or or SummerSlam. They're hoping they can do it. But if you listen to the Vince McMahon investor call – i got to give Vince McMahon credit. He was very realistic about WWE's future. He said things like, I don't know what the new normal is going to be. And he said, I don't know if it will be two weeks, two months, two years. He said that. He does mm-hmm. not know when this will happen. i I got to give Vince McMahon a ton of credit for that. He had a very responsible approach to getting crowds back. I'm not going to say that the there's a responsible approach to doing these shows. Uh, thus far, they, they've they been able to avoid any type of infection. That's great, that we know of. Uh, but him saying that he wasn't sure what the new normal was going to be and even how the business would return after that, hey, kudos to Vince McMahon for being realistic about it because there's a lot of people that aren't. Dana White was just doing whatever it is he could to get his shows on. They bought an island for the love of God. So I I guess we'll see how it goes. I guess we'll see how it goes. This main event segment. Oh, boy. So we had some super chats that that we've saved for this segment. Anakin says, calling it now, this segment will be warm soda. I don't know what that means, but it still makes an incredible amount of sense to me. Because here's the thing.
2: It's a reference to the Mr. Warren Hayes show that airs every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I've trolled
0: there before. There you go. I have. Drop in and uh, check out that show. But you know what? I enjoy soda. I don't enjoy it so much if it's warm. But Mm -hmm. there you go. Maybe a root beer. Throwback 27 says Smackdown was solid. Hunter being ragged on was fun to see. Even though the Vince saying stuff was fun. Sean (laughs) saying. at the end that once the crickets hit it was just like his career it was a great way to end also just signed up for select thank you fightful hey thank you man you're always so generous to us this helps us pay our writers our podcasters a lot of that stuff so big thank you to you specifically throwback and everybody who's donated super chats tonight but Shawn michaels joined triple h for this 25 year anniversary and said he has two words for him Social distancing, and that's really (laughs) the most explicit reference to COVID-19 on Mm -hmm. this show. There was a really lame aspect of this about Sean not having a 25-year anniversary, but I liked the outtake video. I thought that Mm -hmm. was really fun.
2: You know what I was worried about? That they were going to lean into the DX stuff again, Sean. Mm -hmm. I was like, my God, here we go again. But no, it turned out to be a
0: blooper reel. That was, and it was fun. And, and I, maybe they pulled this from a DVD that I haven't seen or, or one of the million documentaries, but there was stuff there that I don't remember seeing. And that was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we see him losing a lot at WrestleMania. And he's like, <laughs> how many times have you lost, Sean? And he was like, this night's about you. Okay. Which I, I loved. Sean <laughs> brings up Stephanie, no fun McMahon, who then calls and says, you tell that no good, lazy eyed. And then Triple H comes up. <laughs> That was good. Yes, it was. Ric Flair calls in for a cameo, and it was really weird until he says, don't let Sean superkick you at the end of the segment. <laughs> and then they hang up, and right before the commercial, Ric Flair calls back just to cry. <laughs> Which was
2: fantastic. Phenomenal! Because- it's phenomenal because you know Ric Flair cries at all
0: this stuff, so it's amazing. With a tear in his eye, mm-hmm. this was among the one thousand best moments of eh, ten thousand best moments of his life. <laughs> Road Dogg calls in too, but Triple H just hangs up on him.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, then, th- as Throwback Twenty Seven says, it was fun seeing Vince eat some crow at the end. Funny how he accepts blame about Bailey. This is your life segment. Uh, Bailey also blowing Sasha's shot might be foreshadowing, then finally doing something. Uh, I hope so on, on the ladder, the Vince stuff was real awkward to me, Warren. Yeah, it was to me too. He ain't I think Mr. I sh- McMahon anymore.
2: No, and it felt a little deconstructed. Uh, I don't think Vince was sticking to the script, which I is,
0: I don't think he has been for a long time. It ain't good uh, anymore.
2: Which is really strange. Uh, you know anyway but um the um no it it was awkward i tweeted out i said i i i think Vince's stand up routine needs some work cuz i think he was trying to land some jokes try to tell some stories and they were just like going Oop, we're, Oh, we're oh coming back over here Well, this one's going this way um i i did i did like the fact that he the calling out specifically the the Bailey uh, Bailey, this is your life segment as a boring one. I was like, wow, okay, this is pretty self-aware. And then he said, but it's not Bailey's fault. And I'm like, you know, Alexa Bliss was in there too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that meant, but he did say it wasn't Bailey's fault. Who? <laughs>
0: okay. I'm not quite sure who he was pointing out there. I mean, uh, admittedly, at first, I thought he was just going to say it's not as bad as Bailey. Because <laughs> he waited a little bit, and I was like, Damn, Vince she was just on the show. Mm-hmm. But it was a bad segment, but ah, oh, and I get it they were they were busting balls and all this stuff, but I don't know. It didn't it I didn't know how awkward. self-aware
2: it, it all of it was. And I and I'll tell you, the, you know, we're talking about Triple H, you know, having more of his ear to the ground understanding what the audience wants. This was not the Triple H 25th anniversary celebration that I was expecting. I wasn't expecting it to be a a roast session with some bits. And I thought it was delightful. I had a good time watching it. Got some chuckles. I thought it was fun. I I liked the fact that Steph I I like the fact that just having people call in on FaceTime was a good way to get other people on. Steph calling in with Shawn Michaels making faces. It was stupid. It was a good kind of stupid. And so so we always have this. This understanding that Triple H has his ear to the ground, so we have this good segment with him and Sean, and it feels well put together, very natural. Then Vince comes out, and Vince ruins the party. Literally, he comes out with his stories talking about how he thinks this is boring when it's not. Yeah. And then he starts pulling out other boring things, and then he's like, you know what? We're we're done. And, and it all sort of falls apart. He walks out, and they shut the lights off. So I don't know there to me there was something extremely meta about everything we were seeing here where everything's going well, everyone's having a good time, and then Vince comes in to sort of lay down the law, and then everything goes to shit. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, if that was the intention, there's some next level thinking going on right now.
0: Yeah. And Vince said he used some interesting terminology. He said You're going out like this? I was like, ooh, Triple H didn't work WrestleMania this year? Who knows, man? Yeah. Well, that was SmackDown. We did have some additional news today, and I wanted to kind of provide some background because I found out some more on this. The AEW news. Initially, when I heard it, I heard it from someone in AEW that's like, hey, we're going live. And I was like, that's a bad idea. Then I found out, well, they're going live, then they're taping multiple weeks. Don't mind that much. Uh, AEW's got to survive on their TV deals right now, but I I wish that these wrestling companies were in a position where they just didn't have to produce wrestling content. Unfortunately, they're not. And the WWE model is a lot different. WWE could run, a sh- as things are right now, they could run events with no fans in them for five years, and not only are they surviving, they're thriving. AEW... Gets a good chunk of money from their gates, and that ain't that ain't the case anymore. But they're taping, they're going live in a couple weeks. They're taping and doing semi-taped stuff for a while, and then they are doing double or nothing live. Warren, I know that you talked a bit about this on your Patreon, which I encourage people to uh, check out. But any abbreviated thoughts to kind of preview that?
2: Uh, I. It's, it's a, it's a question of lesser of evils in this situation because there is no, there is the best solution would be to just say, we're taking a break. We're, we're, we're stopping because no one needs wrestling at this point. We don't need it. It's not something that's required. We're happy to have it, but I'd be even happier if, uh, if the, uh, the talent, the staff were just, would just be able to stay home, stay safe. And keep their families safe at the same time because, you know, it's a transmittable disease and even though you're asymptomatic, you can still be carrying it. Um, basically, that, 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 that those are my thoughts. It's It's still not a good look. It's the best of a bad situation, but it's still a bad situation.
0: Yeah, and i, I got to say, I've heard nothing but really good things about how Tony Khan is treating his staff, including those who are on per-show basis situations. Also, I think it's worth noting, AEW didn't push for this to happen. They waited until the executive order was was put up, and then they started to do this again. They shut down when Georgia shut down, they didn't run tapings there again when they could have just come back that weekend and put a bunch bunch more shows in the can. They waited until the executive order, and then they started to do their shows again. I didn't get messages from Orange County Sheriff saying that they went to AEW and ordered them to shut down, but that happened in WWE. So, yeah, it's... it's mm. yeah. Roger Acevedo says... Uh, Triple H getting his water taken away was great. It was. um, Yeah, I I like that spot too. Uh, The Line Drive said, quick question, has Vince ever said I love you to Shane on TV? Probably not. Maybe not ever in person either. (laughs) Anakin says, Bailey tweeted out, call me Gene Snitsky because it wasn't my fault. (gasps) Wow. Respect. I love it. I love I it. I respect that. Well, Warren, I get the feeling they'll like your YouTube channel as well. Tell them about it. YouTube. Tell them, <laughs> Warren.
2: <laughs> YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes is, uh, is where it all happens. I do a weekly wrestling recap show every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to find out what all this warm soda business is about, that's a gimmick I run. So come check that out. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Subscribe now, hit the bell, and do all that stuff. Plus, well, there's pay per views coming up. So I'll be doing prediction shows with other podcasters uh, within the community as well. So that, that'll that be a fun time. Otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter without a problem. That's Mr. Warren Hayes.
0: When are you going to interview Peggy Lee Leather about her part in AWA Super Clash 3?
2: Uh, she says she only wants to talk to you.
0: On that note, Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Fightful's funniest moments this weekend. You have the Distraction Podcast as well. But that Diana Perazzo interview is a good one. And it drops on Saturday. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate all the generosity. All the super chats. Uh, Shout out to Throwback27. Biggest Buccaneers fan in the world. We're out.